How's it going, everyone? Welcome into the Sports Appeal Podcast. I'm your host, AJ Teal, as always, to my right, my co-host and my dad, Noel Teal. So let's, let's just put it out there. I, I, I'm, I'm so disgusted. I'm so mad. I, can't, I didn't sleep. I'm not in a good mood. And I, you, might have to, you, you might have to roll with this show, buddy. I, I, I'm, I'm going to do my best, but I, until you get to the Cowboys, I, I may be a blur. So we're just we're just addressing the elephant in the room right off right off the bat. I, I, the song dude, I miss. I'm, I, I I I don't know how much more I could take. Like this is just how much more are they gonna rip my soul from the body? You know my favorite post ever is on social media where it's like, um, uh, like it, it'll it'll say girls or females or your wife saying. It's just a game. Don't let the Cowboys affect your mental health for, you know, after they lose. And then it's like memes of like jumping off a building, jumping off a, like the porch. Like it's those get me every time because it's seriously, it's like we shouldn't have let it. But it's just this team, man. It, I, I came home last night and, you know, your mom was meeting me at the door and going, hey, you know, tough game. And I'm like, <laughs> no, go away. Just 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 me go, go, leave me the F alone. Go. And she's like, I hate football season. I'm like, great. It's awesome. It's a love. It's a, it's a gift and a curse. It's, it's, it's definitely that. Yeah. So we're going to try to keep the mood up at least a little, like we, you know, usually do and keep it fun and, and, and talk about some other things, but, uh, extra big Cowboys rant, I'm assuming is coming, uh, coming. In, coming. in the show, probably going to start with it, uh, no. for the NFL. Um, but before we get into that, we'll recap all the other games, and we will also get into some big college football games and talk about um, the new rankings that came out today as well. That Red River rivalry was great once again. Great that, like, that honestly is the best rivalry in all college football. The, the atmosphere is so crazy, and the games always come down to the wire, I, literally every year. Well, Never except last year when it was 49 nothing. but yeah, right. typically but it comes down to the wire. When both teams are good, man, like these, yeah, it, it's, a, good it, it's a, great, it's a great matchup. So we'll talk about that. College football, we'll get into the NFL recap, what we got right, what we got wrong. So let's get into it. Let's run it. Let's start with that Red River rivalry where Oklahoma prevails 34 to 30 over Texas. Texas, I mean, look, in this game, I thought Texas, you know, with the, with the start that they got off to uh, was was lucky to get back in. Um, mm -hmm. Ewers with the two interceptions, um, you know, it, it just felt like they were struggling going down the field. Oklahoma's defense. We were saying this a couple of weeks ago um, when they started the season. We're like, this team isn't just the regular score 50, you know, defense lets up 49 type of Oklahoma team that we're used to seeing. This team actually has a defense. And that's pretty scary when you look at Oklahoma's offense and how good Dylan Gabriel's playing, how good he played in this game. 100 rushing yards. I didn't even realize that for Dylan Gabriel. He was everywhere on the field, almost 300 passing. Um, he outdueled Quinn Ewers in this one, didn't turn the ball over. Um, you know, Ewers had the two quick interceptions and, you know, if it wasn't for Brooks, I don't think Texas would have got back in this game. However, they got back in it to take the lead with a field goal with a minute 22 left and Oklahoma with, with Dylan Give Gabriel, too the much drive time. of his life, um, mm -hmm. goes down in a minute, gets to Nick Anderson for the touchdown, um, with a couple seconds to go, um, in Oklahoma with a huge win. And we said, the winner of this game looks golden for the college football playoff. The loser looks like they're pretty much season is done. And that's what it kind of looks like here. Um, and Texas, we thought this was the year, man. We thought Texas was bad. 
And even with Quinn Ewers, I, man, it just it just looks like they're going to come up short again. There were a couple of things about this game that really got me. One was that drive at the end of the game without Andrew Anthony, who went out with a you know a knee injury, and how good Dylan Gabriel looked. I mean, yeah. just like the moment wasn't too big, and you know another UCF golden quarterback who got away, uh, but just really, really impressed me uh, in, in a massive, massive game. Second was that. Texas defense, who we were we were applauding every yeah. week, thinking that this was the next coming, and this was why Texas was probably our favorite for winning, you know, the Big Twelve. I, I felt like at times were terrible, right? You know, crazy guys were wide open. I mean, wide open, crossing the middle and crossing routes and deep, you know, passes over the top. That guy Farouk had a couple of you know deep bombs, you know, over the top. I, I was really. That was a big part that I was really uh, disappointed in. And then just, you know, you can't really blame Ewers for the interception. I, maybe one of them might not have been the best one, the one in the end zone. But the other one was completely, you know, the, the yeah. wide receiver's fault. that bounced off his hands. And, you know, mm -hmm. so, I mean, those were the kind of plays. But, you know, what I love about this is, you know, they're going to play again. Like, they're yeah. clearly the two best teams I in mean, the Big 12. It, it looks like it. Yeah. And and I can't wait for that rematch. I that, That'll be, again, must-see TV and – you know, and I wouldn't count Texas out yet. You know, I, I really think if they run the table and beat Oklahoma in the championship game, uh, they will get back into that 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 yeah. possibility. But right now, Oklahoma's schedule looks like a cakewalk. Right. When you look at Oklahoma, they jumped to five this week. It looks like they're going to run the table. Their only ranked yes. game is against Kansas left, and they should handle Kansas. Yes. Um, you know, when you look at Texas, the committee was very generous to Texas this week. They put, drop them down only to nine. nine so they're yeah. above undefeated USC, above undefeated North Carolina above one loss Alabama above undefeated Louisville like they were very generous to Texas so maybe that does give them a little bit of a shot they well, that also... you, that, I mean USC going three overtimes with Arizona yeah, is the reason for that I mean look you can't drop it's like kind of dropping Notre Dame when they lost to Ohio State by you know the last play yeah. of the game you can't mm -hmm. really drop them you know Texas on the last play of the game when literally they went toe-to-toe -to -toe with Oklahoma right so and and Texas is scheduled they don't play another ranked team so it looks like Yep. Again, like you said, these teams are going to meet again um, yep. in the conference championship. 100%. And at that time, is Oklahoma in the top four? Is is Texas f five? Is this like a four-five matchup? Winner gets in, you know, that four spot. Like, that's how this could come down to. So it's not like Texas is totally yep. in the dust, but it was a huge win for Oklahoma because obviously anything can happen, you know, in yep. the college football and season, especially in the Big 12. Well, and here's what's good for both of these teams is that the Pac-12 are going to play each other all of them play each other, right? They're going to knock each other off. Mm -hmm. And then Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State all play each other, Like two, and Michigan plays two of them. So, I mean, really, you're, you're knocking a lot of contenders in the top 10 out just on the play of what's going to happen, right. you know? So I, I think the winner of this Big 12 is in. I really do. All right. So we will, uh, we'll be looking forward to that at the end of the year. Um, yep. As we moved forward throughout the day, Georgia handled Kentucky. That wasn't much of a game georgia again well no you, you got to give georgia credit they came out and dominated they came out and dominated carson beck Dominic. 400 yards four touchdowns that was obviously the best we've seen and i'm telling yes. you brock bowers is going to be a top 10 pick next yep. year this guy is an absolute stud he's going to change the tight end game um in the nfl i think he's just the next coming of of these you know uh kelsey kittle tight end wide receivers yep. i think he is the next guy up so really yep. excited I told to you to lay the 14. This Georgia was bound to come out and just put their foot on the jugular. And they, from the get-go, 
took it to Kentucky. I mean, Ray Davis, who we've been, you know, all over this whole year about how good he is, couldn't get, couldn't run through that defense. Right. And, and you're right. Carson Beck had the game of his life. Yeah. Uh, before we move on to the NFL, I did want to talk about, you know, besides USC, Arizona, which was three overtime, USC prevails. Yes. Um, you know, it was a little scary there. But again, we knew what this team was. Caleb Williams is amazing. Their offense is amazing. But their defense, defense is so is bad terrible. that yeah. they're going to have to, you know, just, you know, win in shootouts every week. Um, yep. This is why we don't take this team very seriously for the playoff um, and or, or just the championship in general. Uh, they now five out of the next six weeks against ranked teams. They're going to suffer a loss to one yes. of these teams, yes. uh, whether it's Washington, whether it's Notre Dame next week. I Notre agree. Dame could bounce back. That's um, this week coming they up. Lost to, yeah. yeah, they lost to Louisville. Uh, Louisville came out and just bullied them. I mean, on mm -hmm. the ground, uh, you know, rushed for almost 200 yards. Uh, Notre Dame, you know, offensively, Sam Hartman just fell apart three interceptions he hadn't you know throw a pick all year yep. and it was the longest streak in, in college football so I mean he, he fell apart the offense gave them the ball and Louisville just ran it down Notre Dame's throat and now Notre Dame with two losses unless they were to go on just some no, crazy done. run I mean they're totally done they're totally done um yeah. and, and that's just unfortunate there because I really thought Sam Hart would be the team or be the quarterback to lead Notre Dame to be an actual serious contender in terms of you know them being a team that you know, could have a chance this year, but that obviously. No, and it's probably going to cost Marcus Freeman his job because this team yeah. was way too good for I them agree. to be losing, you know, that, like this. And look, Gerard jo Jordan, the running back for Louisville, got himself a Sunday Jeez. ticket because yeah. that, that guy's going to be playing on Sundays. Yeah. I, I, I did not give Louisville enough credit going into this game. They I hit, will not they overlook. Hard. Yeah, I will not overlook this team going forward. You know, and, and kind of staying in that realm, are we going to bring up the Miami? I was that's what I was going to go to um before we move on. Look, I just got to say this. Um th this is just a weekly installment of how coaches just can't do their job. Um I don't I don't understand it. I don't understand how something like this happens and he has a job right. today on the following, you know, the following week after this game. If you didn't if you missed it, Miami won this game. The game yep. was over. Yep. Um they 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 had it in Georgia Tech territory with 33 seconds left. Mind you, if you haven't even watched football um, or know the bare minimum, there, play, play clock is 40 seconds. And if you can yep. do simple third grade math and subtract 40 from 33, if you take a knee on third down, it goes to fourth and the clock runs out. Yes? Yes. You don't have to be a college you know, nope. D1 coach at Miami to realize that? Nope. Well, apparently you, you, you do because apparently that's pretty complicated to understand because they ran the football and he fumbles on the third down, which is already crazy enough. Why aren't you just running and falling down? Why are you right. even trying to fight for yards? Again, the game's over. How do the players right. not understand that? If I'm a quarterback, if I'm Van Dyke in this situation, I'm changing the play call to a knee. So right. my coach, I'm changing the play call to a knee. How do you, how are you not situationally aware? Fumbles the ball. They go two plays, 70 yards and score a 44 yard touchdown with the play with the clock expiring and they win the game. Yeah. I've never seen anything like this. Well, um, two I, things. I, I don't know how this isn't being talked about even more than it already was. So here's the crazy part. I, I read this somewhere. Mario Cristobal, who's the coach of Miami, who used to be the coach at Oregon, mm -hmm. did this before. It, it did it before. This is the second time but this has happened. The second time this idiot. Like, are you, 
Are you putting stats when you're trying to like run a score up? Like, I, I what the f are you doing? Right. You're the seventeenth ranked team, undefeated. Well, on, what are you on, doing? Both, both times he had very similar responses in his press conference. His response was that their run game was dominating all game, and he thought that you know just getting the first down would end the game. Because he doesn't know sense? how to do math. How does that make any sense? You just take the. I, I don't get it. You just take the uh, knee. Oh it, it's it's so bad. That, you know, Miami had a horrible season last year. It was so yeah. disappointing. Uh, for the last couple of years, I mean, Miami has just been kind of on this you know downhill from you know a program that once upon a time was was cream of the crop. And mm-hmm. they were supposed to have a, a comeback season this year. They beat ranked Texas A and M. Um, they were they were definitely going to have a chance in this ACC. Um, and they were favored out. by twenty. Right, and you play a close game to Georgia Tech. It's one of those games you, you you play close. You aren't supposed to, and you find a way to win. And you just have to take a knee. And and, and it's just inexcusable. And, and when you have a situation like that, I just don't get how you look. How the coach doesn't look there and either say really what happened, which is I'm I a dumbass. Up. And mm-hmm. I messed up, and I didn't mm-hmm. realize the clock, and I have to pay more attention. Not the bullshit excuse that he gave. And I don't yeah. get how he's not fired. I mean, a yeah. hundred million people in this country are making the right decision there, and and he just apparently can't. I don't. I don't get how it happens. I'm so. I was so like bewildered at what I was witnessing, and it's just it's just so hard to you know comprehend it. This isn't even like you know when we get on on Staley. The Chargers yeah. coach for going for it on fourth and one. Yeah, it's a dumb call, but it's like at least he can do it. At least yeah. he's like, oh, you know, he has a justification of getting the first. Like, there's no justification of running the ball. No, Brandon Staley's made some dumb decisions that like, are, are similar as, to this. But none as dumb as that. The, you you have to seriously question his intelligence level. You you really yeah. do. I, I no joke. Like they, like that's seriously the know. dumbest thing I've ever seen. And, and hey. like, we're, we're not talking about, like, just a, a, a middle-of-the-pack, you know, team just losing a game. Miami, 17th ranked, your season's over. Undefeated. Over. You were undefeated. Your season's over. I know. You were undefeated. You had Florida State coming up. You had Clemson. Like, you had some, like, important games that could have made this a, a really nice run. You could have played an ACC championship game. Your season's over because your coach is a dumbass. They play UNC at, at UNC next week. I have a feeling that they get absolutely killed. Like, I think yep. this is going to be a the, snowball. The team of just, just the shuts team off just and says, screw losing. it. It's um, terrible. Yeah. Almost wild. as bad as our team, UCF, just yeah. getting lit up and run over like we don't even care. Can't, hey, you can't make a, co- a bad coaching decision when you're down 40. You can't, you can't <laughs> you know, take a knee. So at least we can do that. I told you the Baylor loss was going to set us back years. Mm-hmm. It, it's already started. I mean, we are just being annihilated by the worst of the Big 12. I mean, in the last three games, we've given over a thousand yards of running. No, it's, what it's the just, hell? It's just so bad, man. It's 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 disappointing to see. You know, we we it's disappointing to see when you when you compete in your first when you you know go three and zero in your non conference when you compete in your first Big 12 game when you're up 30 in your second Big 12 game. Like, this wasn't a team that got annihilated by Kansas State. We're like, oh, we're outmatching the Big 12, got yeah. annihilated by, by Baylor, got annihilated. Like, I don't, I'd be like, oh, yeah, we're going to need a couple years. You know, I'll be okay. I got, I got my hopes up too big. Right. We're a this, bold team. Yeah, yeah. But, like, they, they competed with Kansas State. They, they killed Baylor and lost. We're up 30 and lost. Like, it's just like, it doesn't make 
it doesn't make it any better that you know now that they go out oh you get killed you know to kansas it's just so it's, it's so bad it's so bad and and while we're watching every former qb yeah. that has ever played in our program lighting it up elsewhere and I'm telling you right now, the the problem isn't the QB. Would a QB elevate this team even more? Yeah, probably the others would. No, but it's I mean, our when you give up 300 yards rushing a game, yep. and your your you know offensive coordinator is worse than Mike McCarthy, then it's just yeah. Out. Both of our coordinators have a lot of um, searching to do. A lot of a lot of searching. All right. Yeah. Let's get to the NFL, man. So you don't, you don't, or you do want to start? I think we, I think we should start with the Cowboys because I nope. had the rant like going with in my all right, head. You ready? Okay, fine. And let's start. Let, Actually, let's wait, start. Wait, 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 wait. We can't start with the Cowboys. We're going back to okay. Thursday night before we get to. The okay, fine. Bears, Commanders. The Bears get on the board <laughs> with a win, forty to twenty. Justin Fields is the best QB in the league the last two weeks. How does this happen? They were coming yeah. for Bears getting the number one pick. They, they, they. You know, Justin Fields sucks. He's digressed, and then Justin Fields comes back the last couple of weeks and goes eight touchdowns, no turnovers, and they should have had two wins, but they only got one win because their defense gave away yeah. the Broncos game. But but shout out it, Justin Fields, DJ Moore, eight for two thirty and three touchdowns. What like this is what obviously not expecting these numbers, but expected Fields to play like this. The you know from the beginning of the season expected the more trade to really hit like this to get him a number one receiver. I guess now is the start of the the coming out party for them and if they continue this they got minnesota next week they got vegas the week after that i don't know maybe the bears were just off to a really slow start getting the new offense going Listen, they annihilated washington i i have the i have the reason mm-hmm. i i have it figured out you guys are not understanding what happened here it's very simple they bench Chase Claypool, mm. and then they moved them away from the team, and now the team is playing out of his so mind. So you're saying Chase Claypool was just the was bad the cancer the of the organization. Mm. So they're good now. Super Bowl contenders, the Bears. Hey, after listen, the first one. I mean, one and four. Here we go. No, I, honestly though, DJ Moore, uh, poor guy, man. That guy, if he was on a playoff-ridden team, he would be top three wide receiver in the league. He's so good. You forget yeah. about him because he was in, you know in Chicago. We didn't put him in our top 10 because Fields was thrown to him, but he is an immense talent, man. That guy yeah. just balled out. Like, balled out. Balled and, out. And the Bears now get on the board. We'll see if that continues, but all I'm all I'm cont- going to continue to probably to see is inconsistent play from Fields. Um yeah. and and that's probably going to lead to maybe not a, you know, like we thought an 0 17 team, but probably like a 4 win team. Hey, look, it's also the Commanders, okay? Right. And Everybody's throwing on the commanders. So, yeah. All right. The command, basically, the commanders. If you, if the, if the front four don't get to the quarterback, you're screwed. Yeah, yeah their secondary is probably one of the it, worst, if not the worst, in in all of football. Yes, a hundred percent. All right. Now, can we, uh, can we yeah, get to let's it? Let's go. Let's go. Where do you want to start? Where, where do you want to start? And how much do you want my blood pressure boiling? I don't know. I don't know where I want to start. I don't know what I want to start with. I mean, I guess I'll start with it. I mean. Everyone saw the game, an absolute uh, just beatdown of the 49ers. Um, I'll talk about the 49ers in a second because I do actually want to give credit and talk about some things about the 49ers instead of just ranting all day on the Cowboys because, sure. you know, it gets old and, and some of us just know without even having to say it. Um, I'll start with, with the defense, and I'll start with the defense because it's going to be the, what, what the least amount I talk about. Um, th- this defense has... 
all the talent in the world. Uh, they are just as talented as the 49ers defense. Um, this obviously has something to do with, you know, big games, big moments, um, scheming, preparation. There's something that this team, you know, is missing in terms of the big game when they have to show up against a good offense, um, against, you know, neutralizing a specific person and doing something different than just, okay, Micah Parsons run at the quarterback, you know, uh, you know, Gilmore locked down a, a corner and, and we'll just, you know, use our talent and our pass rush to, to get there. When you can't do that against the, a team like the 49ers have a great offensive line and you know Kyle Shannon is going to get the ball out quick so they neutralize your pass rush and they have no impact on the game, the Cowboys didn't have any answer for that. And that just shows a lack of preparation. I don't really mind the defense. Yes, they give up 42, but there's bigger problems. The defense is going to show out, you know, and have some of these weeks and they're going to show out and, and you could say that still be talented you could say that but there's a couple things the defense were, were really pissing me off yesterday number one they're getting no pass rush the last two games but but, right? but you so, have again, to understand that that when you know they scheme for running the ball and getting it out in one second that's yeah. all because of their you know the well, pass rush is just but, not gonna but matter. even on even on pass plays they're not getting the beautiful thing about Kyle Shannon and we'll talk about this when we talk about San Fran is the 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 motion that he runs almost on every play makes the defense look like they don't have a clue what they're doing I was yeah. watching the defense and the the movement of players was completely screwing us up guys would not run across the field they would pass mm -hmm. it off to somebody else to pick up that guy and that guy was like completely in la la land and by the by the time he turned around Ayuk or, or uh use check or somebody was wide open five ten yards down you know uh down the field the second thing is stupid ethic penalties right yeah. I mean there were drives that we had stopped them on third down and Donovan Wilson with a 15 yard, you know, unnecessary roughness or a 15 face yard, you know, face the, mask the, penalty. The, yeah. And this yeah, is a I, team that, that averages at least five, six yards of play. You give them 15, you, you, you're, you're just asking for them to get into the correct. red zone, you know, that's even right. quicker. Like it's a team that's impossible to stop. First and we're off, a defense. We're a defense that is superb with a lead. We are not a superb elite defense in a tight, game or down because we don't we don't play the run well we only play two linebackers basically and then oh by the way half our defense got hurt last night which is just yeah, another just... thing to worry about so i mean it was a it was an atrocious effort but, but i'm, what I'm saying right now again effort all around everyone's to blame the defense you know is just the least of my worries right now you know the defense it, has guys and they're gonna it, win they're, they're gonna make big plays and but, they're gonna win it they didn't show AJ, up in this game but there's bigger problems but okay but t you can't listen Trayvon Diggs as much as I would give him hell for being a little bit too uh ball you know hawking conscious you know t taking too many chances the defense has changed tremendously without him Stefan Gilmore this is not been, a number one the corner. same score it would have been the no, same exact but score. AJ but I'm worried about everything right now right because Stefan Gilmore cannot cover the number one wide receiver on the other team I was fine with him covering the number two guy but he cannot cover the number one guy right and Overall, we play way too much man against guys that are outrunning us, outplaying us. I, I us. definitely agree with that. I mean, I, I, I think there's, I think there's, there's sometimes too much belief in the defense where Dan yes. Quinn gets a little stubborn and he goes, you know, we got the guys. And then it's like, you know, yeah, we, we, we got the guys, but, you know, we're going to play teams that got the guys too. And right. offense has the advantage in the NFL. And I think he needs to realize that. Go to more zone, get more, you know, big bodies in there. And, and, I don't think he does that enough. But again, right. 
I don't want to spend as much time on the defense because I think the defense is the least of the worst. You can you turn at, this to Dak anytime you when want. You look, when you look at Dak and the offense, I mean, there's so many things to go around. Um, and I guess I'll just speak on Dak, you know, lastly. But Mike McCarthy's offense has been horrible. Yes. Um, you know, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm begging for Kellen Moore back. I mean, this is ridiculous right now. The, the offense is so putrid it's so bland you know the, the there's no creativity the, at the all run, the run schemes are all right let's run only so that the defense knows we're going to run instead of passing every play but the runs are for one two yards there's no holes there's no you know it's just run up the middle behind yep. some guards and hope for Pollard to make a play because of his you know shiftiness so there's yep. no running ability with or or creativity on this team um cd lamb five targets i mean we've seen this completely uh, through every you know game so far this year, uh, four uh, four targets, seven targets, six targets, five targets, um, in the game and every game except the Jets. Like every other receiver, every other top receiver in the league, you see has ten targets minimum a game. They score every game. They go over hundred yards every game. Ceedee yep. Lamb just no, it's just you know he's just not targeted and you know it, it's 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 ridiculous. You know he you have to feed him the ball, run plays that get him the ball, run plays that get him over the middle, every play. Every play I see CeeDee Lamb do five yards and stop, five yep. yards and cut in, and it's just it's just ridiculous. I've never this seen offense an offense is disgusting. Yeah. And you look at and, and, and you, you put in a bad scheme with a quarterback that that after last night you can officially say um is never gonna win the big game. You will no. never win the big game. As much as we love Dak, the person he is, the leader he is, the 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 you know the stand up guy that he is, um he's just never gonna win the big game. He was awful in he's, this one. Uh, his reads have been terrible yep. lately. Um you know the thing I can't stand about him the most, and it's such a simple thing. Uh, when it's third and five, and you say it all the time, I don't get how you throw a three yard pass. I, I don't get it. It makes no r- sense. He does it. Run every seven time. eight yards and turn around. Don't run two yards and turn around. But but that's on Dak. You know, there's yep. going to be certain routes that take out the underneath and, and go shorter. You got to realize the, the the first down is five yards. You can't throw it three yards when there's a, two people ready to tackle. And like there's no there there is no. It, it just seems like like Dak's best quality used to be his his ability to read the defense, his ability to make changes to the line of scrimmage. There's none of that right now. There's no audibles at the line of scrimmage. There's no reading manner zone and being like, oh, we're going to go to this, and I know I'm going to hit this. Like, there's none of that right now. He's there's dropping back. No. And he's just kind of looking around and, and not knowing what to do. AJ, the first read, no the first confidence. never open. There's no confidence. Mike McCarthy, listen, when he broke his ankle the other, a couple of years ago against the Giants, it's mm-hmm. all been downhills from there because he's lost his elusivity. He's lost his ability to run. He's lost his speed. He's lost his ability to you know, uh, extend plays. And on top of it, because of all of that and because of the interceptions last year, Mike McCarthy has basically cut his fucking nuts oh, off yeah, exactly. and has made him into this pussy quarterback who throws the ball two, three yards and never takes a shot down the field other than a bomb that usually throws out of bounds. It is so mm. pathetic. It is so yeah, it ridiculous. Is. I'm so over it. Like, I'm like, either Dak, get your head out of your ass and throw the ball 10, 15, 20 yards down the field to a guy who's crossing over and runs a, 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 a cross, a mesh, something that isn't a go route and a two yard slant. I am so sick of this offense. I'm losing it. 
Like, I literally am losing it. No, and that's why I say it's just the offense right now is just completely broken. Um, with, with what McCarthy's trying to do, um, it's just, it's so much worse. I couldn't imagine it getting worse than Kellen Moore's, than, you know, his confusion. He's simplified it to, he's gone so off the rails the other way. Off the rails. It's off so simplified rails. that it's like a third grade offense of yes. throwing two yard outs and, 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 and San Fran knew every play that was coming. Every play because they run the same plays. Same shit. You never knew. Did you know what San Fran was going to do on any play? You never no. knew. Were they going to run? <laughs> Were they going to play action? They'd, no. they'd run McCaffrey out in a, on an uh, option. They'd throw a screen pass the other way. Like, you never knew. You never knew what they were going to do. Yep. And, and this is what pisses me off about this. Are the Cowboys, talent-wise, on paper, any different than the 49ers? The nope. answer is no. There's nope. no difference. The difference is the quarterback, and the difference is the coach. The coach. And that nope. is the difference between 42 and 10. That's all <laughs> it is. And Brock Purdy, I'll switch to the 49ers right now. I am done with the Brock Purdy. Anybody else would have success in this offense. He's just doing this because he has Kyle Shannon. Brock Purdy is a top yes, 10, I would argue, top eight quarterback in the National Football League. He never throws a bad pass. Nope. He, every pass is on the money. He gets that ball out. He zips it out. It's so Tom Brady-esque. And I swear I am saying it now that I think this is going to turn into that because they couldn't get it done with Jimmy G. They couldn't get it done with Trey Lance. So don't say anybody could have success in this offense. Right. They win a Super Bowl. It's going to be with, with Brock Purdy because he can do it. And I'm telling you right now, he has the smarts. He has the – they were talking the about – Calmness. Oh, he doesn't have the arm strength. The arm strength? He throws a beautiful deep ball. He, he puts muscle into that ball. I don't know what they're talking about. He's one of the best arms I think I've ever seen. I mean, the, the over-the-middle routes, you know, placing it over the linebacker before the safety so his wide receiver doesn't get hit in and space. Ayuk was running this 15-yard this <laughs> in route all day. He was wide open. And, and he and caught Ayuk, it in stride. In stride. And Ayuk, I, I, what, what Purdy did was, yeah, the Cowboys have a good pass rush, but I'm going to drop back, take two seconds, step up, and throw to where he's going. And That's right. Dak is not going to make those throws because he's scared to throw a pick. And, yep. you know, if, if it's not there, if it's not wide open, eh, it's not, you know, I'll look somewhere. I'll look for the three-yard check down. 2017, exactly 2018 Dak was throwing those balls. Mm -hmm. 2023 Dak is scared of his own shadow. Yeah, and it's it sucks to see. And I, I, I look at Dak's, you know, uh, just, just some of these balls that he was throwing, except the Turpin. The Turpin pass was, like, one of the best passes I think I've seen Dak throw. That was it. Uh, the rest of the one go pass. routes and... And some of that, I mean, just like sky balls through to, to the to the, the run to Brandon like Cooks ball. where he was wide open and beat the linebacker and was gone. He threw instead of throwing over his right shoulder in play, he threw it out of bounds. His his velocity, you can tell that it's different. He doesn't get the ball yeah. out as fast, um, and it's just it's just disappointing to see. He's never going to win the big game. I'm totally, you know, one of those people that's finally coming around and just accepting the reality. And and look. Is that going to be the type of guy that, you know, next week plays the Chargers? Is he going to come back and have a good game? I'm sure he will. I mean, I'm sure we'll be praising him that's, next that's week. That's not the or, issue. But that's, yeah. again, that's not the issue. This was a game that he needed to prove himself, and you lost 42 to 10. It's, it's over. I mean, it's, it's Dak, again, is going to come out, and when we play the Rams, he's going to ball out. When we play the Patriots, he's going to ball out, and everyone's going to be like, oh, Dak's back. But at the end of the day, the Cowboys have beaten those teams year after year, but they can't beat the 49ers. It can't be, it can't Eagles. be the Eagles. They, it's just, you know. There and we have a, a murderous schedule. Murderous. Yeah. Now that Miami, Buffalo, and Detroit are playing the way they're playing, 
Uh, I mean, we have a murderous schedule down the stretch. Right. So it's, they're gonna have to figure rough. something out. I would love to see. The only thing that change that that will change the the dynamic of this team is offensively they got to figure out something else. I mean, at this point, you as a coach, uh, Mike McCarthy has to say, "Fuck all the 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 baby, you know, uh, shit that we're doing to protect you, Dak." Go out there and throw the freaking ball because right. at this point you're th- you're throwing picks either way by throwing these dump off passes. <laughs> Start throwing the ball down the field. Bring back you know y- utilizing three wide receivers. Get the tight ends out the game and just go out and and throw the ball because if they can't do that, if they can't just start you know just establishing a run game, it- it's just going to be loss after loss. And this team that started hot is just going to absolutely fall off a cliff. And do you notice? really great defenses have something in common. They all have two phenomenal, unbelievable, fast, incredibly athletic linebackers. And if you, t- if you show me two better than Greenlaw and, and, no, and Fred Warner, they're, they're I mean, unbelievable. They're unbelievable. They run everybody down. They're phenomenally athletic. I mean, Fred Warner was everywhere, whether punching the ball out or intercepting the ball. Like he is just the one of the best linebackers I've ever seen. He gets not enough credit for being the best linebacker in the National Football League. I I just, I, I, this is a problem. We have a problem. We are thin at linebacker. Leighton Vanderess just went out, right? We have basically just Damone Clark and Micah Parsons, who they'd rather have rushing the ball. Mm -hmm. We got some issues, and we had three other starters go down. Like this is this game was a punch in the nuts and a punch in the stomach. Michael said he, you know, he wants to do whatever it helps to, to help the team, whatever it might have to be him going, you know, not full time, but just going back to playing linebacker. Yeah. You know, put the other guys, you know, put Dante Fowler and and Gregory on the edge and and play play middle uh, Gregory uh, (laughs) Armstrong or Armstrong. Yeah. Where's Dorrance Armstrong been? That's how much I forgot his name. Like go back to play, you play middle linebacker, be the, be the dude who like, I don't know. I just, it just seems like, this team is broken right now, and it, it's down to McCarthy and Dak to figure something out. Because if Dak keeps playing like this and they keep running this offense, I don't know how much I can watch. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> I mean, nice basically, their backup minute. running back, Jordan Mason, who came into the game with yeah. 21 yards rushing, For- outrushed our entire team. First off, is it bad that I thought it was Trey Mason until right now? I thought it was Trey Mason, the auto running back. And I was like, there's no way it can be. And uh, thank no. God it's Jordan Mason. Yeah. Um, great times. George Kittle won me fantasy, though, three touchdowns. Great. So, hey, listen. To see him. Thanks for the, George Kittle for, for, for Garrett Wilson. No problem. This was the worst weekend ever for me, bet-wise, fan, you know, or, uh, all the different pick-em oh, pools. Yeah. However, Keep going. both my fantasy football teams won like they were playing the Cowboys this Dude, week. Dude, I'm telling you, we can't have it all. Every every one of my teams lost, everything lost, but I won in ev- like every fantasy football league. We can't have yeah. it all, but at least we won in fantasy football this week. We can be happy about that. Great. All right. This doesn't make me as happy. Since you just listened to two Cowboy fans rant for 20 minutes, we will go through this a little quicker for our recap, what we got right, what we got wrong. Another week where my picks just sucked, man. So did I mine. Mean, just, getting, just getting killed by some of these teams, just finding ways to lose games. And, and how about um, the fact that we both have five wins this week after all those so things? And, and, and we're looking up at Ryan, who's got like a 20-game yeah. lead on us. He's, he, he keeps texting me that he has the game script. I mean, <laughs> it's pretty crazy. <laughs> well, then can he just pick my picks, man? Like- I mean, let's just, let's just start. Jaguars, Bills. 
Yeah. I mean, put the Bills up there, man. With 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 just this, these teams that just one week to a week to week, you don't know what you're gonna get. They couldn't get a first down the whole first half. Yeah. And then you know, Jags take a big league and they start opening up on offense, and Allen got some uh, garbage passing yards and hit Diggs and Gabe Davis, who I just really love how Gabe Davis has become a solidified flex for pretty much all my teams. Like he's just giving me 20 points because he's scoring yep. every week. So I love that. But I mean, they were, this was over. Like they were down two scores the entire game getting ran over by ETN. You were waiting for the ETN coming out party, and Finally. you also got Ridley. So you were very Woo-hoo! happy for the Jags <laughs> in this one, but come on, like the bills again, a team that you can't take seriously right now in the AFC with how well I know they just beat Miami 48 to 20 but you come back and lose to Jacksonville who's been playing terrible all year you can't get you know you can't get a first down the whole first half after scoring 48 like Josh Allen week to week has just been so inconsistent he was bad against the Jets three amazing games in a row bad against Jacksonville like it's too inconsistent you got QBs playing at much higher rates consistently in the AFC and it it just makes you question mark the bills they and then they go back to not being able to run the football like just right. way too inconsistent in Buffalo. Well, that's the. I, I think the two things you got to worry about Buffalo. One is that they they easily or too easily go away from the run. They had something cooking with James Cook. Not to sound you know no, they, but they did. But they, they the did. last couple weeks that's been a recipe and, to success. And they went and away they from it. Don't and then do it. the second thing is you want to talk about attrition. They're losing quality players on defense oh, every week. Toast, man. I mean, Tredavious White goes down for the year. Now Matt Milano is out for the year. I mean, their best player on defense. Right. Right they lost Daquan Jones for the year. Back. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, this is this is, Rousseau was out. You know, like you can't lose these kind of quality guys and play no. top teams. So they're in trouble for sure. Buffalo. They're just going to be really one of those teams weeks. that's going to make the playoffs, but you have no idea what we what's going to happen week in week out. Yeah, I agree. All right, moving on. Falcons, Texans. We hopped on the Texans wagon. It didn't work out in this I one. I felt like it was going to work out. Still like loved it. how Stroud played. Let his team oh. down for what we thought was a game-winning touchdown drive. Uh, yep. What a great drive that was. I mean, over five minutes. Uh, took him down. Schultz for the touchdown. But leave it to the Texans' defense to make Desmond Ritter <laughs> look like, you know, the a god again. 329 yards and a, and a touchdown. It was the best he looked. Completion and have Kyle Pitts go seven for 87. Like, uh, you know, again, leave it to the Texans defense. It's, it's, yep. it's the area of work that obviously is going to be worked on this offseason to make this team complete. They have their quarterback. They have their receivers, yes. their tight end, their running back. Like, they, the offensive line looked much better with their guys back this week. But, man, the defense is, I mean, given you, – you can – as a defensive coordinator, you're just saying, man, we just let Desmond Nitter go for 300. Yeah, we allowed you need more Kyle Pitts, who, who averages two catches a week, go for 7 for 87. Like, man, they didn't even run on us. They but didn't but let's even make, run on us. Let, let's be real. If you would have said, hey, Texan fans, before the season started, you're going to be 2-3, and three, and C.J. Oh, Stroud is going to yeah. set the record for most completed passes without an interception to start an NFL career, would you be happy? Of course. I would You'd definitely be happy. be happy. So they're fine. Yes. But should have won this game. I'm not buying won the Falcons game. anyway. I, I think they're okay. Yep. Um, you know, Ritter, again, is going to play like this. And then next week, he'll go back to 187 and two interceptions. Uh, Lions, Panthers. Lions handle the Panthers yep. very easily. Panthers are on their way to worst team in the league. They don't even have their first round pick. 
Uh, so it's looking rough. Three touchdowns for Bryce Young, 247. Most of it came in garbage, garbage times. Garbage so time. Two in the there. fourth quarter where nobody cared anymore. But can we talk about the connection to Adam Thielen? I mean, Adam Thielen's going crazy sure. to start this year. He was our, he was our one of our sleepers for, for fantasy. Hopefully you yep. had him on the bench, and now he's become one of your starters. But that's about it. You could talk about the Panthers. The Lions continue with Montgomery, and they cruise to 42 points even without their top wide receiver. So. I think there's two things you got to say. Number one, David Montgomery is shocking me. He's shocking me. He looks the best that he has in his career. Ever. The way he's running. Ever. The the speed, the power. power, uh, Yes. You've never seen this type of running back from from Monty. So this is That's number one. Number two, Jared Goff's got to get some some love, man. He's playing so well. Of course. He's He's just playing so well. Right now he's in the MVP conversation. I mean, he is. And and on the other side of the thing on the equation is, I, I just don't know what evaluators saw when they said Bryce Young was better than C.J. Stroud. I don't yeah. know what they saw. Look, we said it. We there's there's you go back in the there's receipts. documented I know, proof I know that my, we said it all winter long. You no, know, I'm a I'll say right now I'm a pussy for not you know picking Stroud or or even Anthony Richardson for rookie of the year and and going with Bryce Young. It was a bad pick, but we bad all pick. said. We all we all said we both came on here and said Stroud should have been the first QB off the board when we were doing our, yep. our rankings. Stroud yep. was our number one QB, and when we were definitely yep. believers, so yes. I'm happy about that. I'm not happy with my rookie of the year pick at all. Yep. Um, Colts, Titans, Colts, Mustache Man again. Another one we lose, man, and they lost Anthony Richardson again. And yep. I'm t- the Titans. The Titans. <laughs> I I don't know. Another team you just can't figure out. Week to week, they just look like a different team. Um, you know, and the only one, the only the only good things were Hopkins and Spears. Yeah, didn't we? I we did say this week Hopkins would should have a very good week. So yes. we did get right about starting Hopkins eight for one forty. Definitely is telling best you to start to, to start Spears. Like he's just getting yeah. more and more involved in the offense. And on the Colts side, Josh Downs, you did mention. Yep. So Josh Downs definitely someone that was the leading UNC receiver boy. for the Colts. Here, here's the one thing about the Colts. How the f is Zach Moss? Wait, having... can we can we please talk about that? Because everyone, all the Jonathan Taylor uh, fancy owners that had him on IR and just like brought him back and was like, "Oop, right back into my starting lineup." He signed his extension. He's back on the team. Right back into the starting lineup. And you know how many of them probably took out Zach Moss for him? A hundred percent. A lot. A lot of them, including some people I was playing. And yep. Zach Moss drops forty this week. 165 yards and two touchdowns. Zach Moss has been insane this year. That's two games over 100 yards, three touchdowns on the year. Um, well, actually, four touchdowns on the year. Sorry, yeah. one receiving. He has been insane. Why Dude, did they pay he, Jonathan Taylor? Number one, why did they pay Jonathan Taylor? Number two, when he played for Buffalo, he didn't even get three carries a game. <laughs> they didn't even use him. I mean, th- this is the, I mean, look, running backs wonder why they don't get paid. And I'm surprised they paid Jonathan Taylor when Zach Moss is playing this good. But Jonathan Taylor, six for 18 or six carries for 18 yards, one catch, like Ooh. slowing him into the offense. I don't is know. That we what have that to is? keep track of because Zach Moss is playing his ass. If I don't know if you could just totally, you know, bench him yeah. and, and, and put Taylor as the lead. Dallas, player. do me a favor. Call the Colts right now and say, we'll take Zach Moss off your hands. Call him right now. Call him right now and take him. Whatever. Uh, Giants, Dolphins, Dolphins. My they didn't play their lock of the week. Game, My lock did, of the they week. They were our lock, and they did cover, um, but not their strongest game. Tua with the the pick six in the end zone gave the Giants their first first half touchdown of the year, and it was a pick six. <laughs> so 
that's again, a, cowboy that's fans. Honestly, it can be worse. one of the most absurd cowboy fans. It, it can absurd. be worse. I promise yeah. it can be worse. Um, but I mean, Devin a chain man. He, he looks like the fastest player on planet Earth. Yes. I mean, did that touchdown yeah. run? He 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 ran through the hole, and there was a corner and a safety. He didn't even make a juke move. He no. just ran. He just he, ran he, straight. He just turned the corner, and the speed is off the charts. It was ridiculous. Waddle gets his first touchdown. We said that him and Hill should have some beast games. He had the touchdown, and then Hill goes for his eight for 181 and a touchdown. <laughs> on his way to 2,000, baby. He is well on his way. So Dude. they definitely dominated a poor Giants defense. No Dude. Saquon for them either. No. So Did you see uh, Tyreek Hill uh, became the fastest uh, had the I fastest did, play I in the history that, of the NFL, yeah. 22 miles an hour. Ridiculous. I mean, I don't know if I could bite 22 miles an hour, let him, alone run 22 miles. Him an hour. and A-Chain are going to go back and forth for this every week, it feels like. Yep. They're, they're going to keep breaking each other's record. Well, A-Chain got hurt. Did you see? I didn't. That he banged end. up his knee. Mm. So he's going, undergoing more evaluation. Go. That's Most the only thing that's going to slow the team down is injuries. Back in. We're back. Most dirt owners, we're back. <laughs> yep. All right, moving on. Saints-Patriots, the Patriots have gotten outscored. Get ready for this one. 77 yeah, to 3. <laughs> the last two weeks. Um, they've completely quit. This team is so horrible. Yeah. Um, I said this in the beginning. You were on this. Eh, the Patriots will find a way to be competitive in this division. Nope. They're the we're one of the worst teams in the league. They are so yeah. bad. Um, you know what well, Dan Orlovsky had the audacity of saying on Get Up this morning? He had the audacity of saying that if Mac Jones was in the San Francisco 49ers offense that he would be doing the same thing as Brock Purdy. <laughs> I think that's actually the worst take ever. We need to that stop is. with this putting teams in other team scenario or quarterbacks in other scenarios that they would be doing the same. Mac Jones yep. is horrible. Yep. Um, he's so bad. They need to bench him for Zappy officially because it, it's at this point you look for anything going into next year. They're going to have a top pick. Do, they might, they're going to be in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes too. So yeah. Put do, Zappy do you in find there. it amazing that this team, who was always predicated on having phenomenal running backs and a great running scheme, can't yeah. run the ball. I can't mean, Ramondre Stevenson look, has regressed to the nth degree. It's not even about Ramondre. It's not even about Zeke. Their offensive line is horrible now. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about a team that prided themselves on Tom Brady having a great offensive line and one or one or two weapons, a good tight end. He didn't need much, and he would nope. do and a good defense. But now you're seeing a defense that is completely hurt. They have they give no chance. Um, a quarterback that's horrible, an offensive line that's bottom of the league, and gives your gives your running backs no chance. And again, I will repeat this until they finally trade or draft our wide receiver. They don't even have a wide receiver two on the team. And I don't know how you go into a season with that. Get Ken, uh, get Bourne, get get Parker off the team next year. Yes. Go trade someone for a high draft pick. This team should be tanking for Caleb Williams, and they should be tanking for Marvin Harrison, get two top 10 picks, and the Patriots' problems will be fixed. But there you, you go. Know, I'm not a GM. All right, going to Ravens Steelers. Ravens, good job of, of finding every way to lose this game. I mean, this game was 10 nothing. It was 10-8 at one point. Like, the Steelers can't move the ball on offense. They can't run the ball with Najee Harris, ever. Um, you know, Pickett was struggling all game, and... The Ravens come out here and say, how can we lose this game? Well, we can drop seven passes mm -hmm. when Lamar Jackson has the highest QB rate of any quarterback this week, and they drop seven passes, score 10 points, and lose the game. That can't happen. And guess who had the most? 
four drops from Nelson Aguilar. He regained <laughs> his nickname as the Drop King this week. Get Nelson and some Aguilar of them were so bad. Off like, the field, cut Nelson Aguilar. He should not be on a team. And right, right now, you know, Bateman hasn't stepped up. At least you've seen some consistency out of Zay Flowers, but you know, OBJ is doing nothing. He can't. OBJ is this revamped wide receiver room has been a disaster in terms mm -hmm. of him, him and they can't run the ball. And if Bateman Baltimore and, and can't Bateman run the ball, have not been good. Yeah, and then and they need to be calling up the Indianapolis Colts for Zach Moss right now. So they uh, next they, week, Keaton Mitchell. This team is again right up there with the Bills. They're inconsistent week to week. Um. This is not on Lamar. I mean, Lamar played, like I said, a fine game, but you know, too many drops leads to punts and pickins to pick, uh, pick it to pickins for the win. And again, with with all these guys out offensively for you know weapons for the Steelers, you still gotta yeah. have I pickins, put pickins in there on as my a, bench this week. Oh no, no, I told you no. I know. I said every, all, with all the weapons out. Listen, this, this, we know I'm this offense sucks. You gotta start pickins. I know, and I and I started Pickens every game this year. And after I made the trade with you, I put Garrett Wilson in the starting lineup over him. And what Garrett it didn't Wilson work have? What? What Garrett didn't Wilson have? A great have? Game. I mean, I like think he had. Uh, I think three yeah, it was a bad game. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I think he went like three for fifty that one, or but... I think he had eight points. All right. Yeah. All right. Moving on to our different games. This is what I won, Eagles over the Rams. The Rams made it close. This has been every Eagle game so far this year. Them, like, inching by, but inching means, like, double-digit win. Uh, you know, Hurts has played good enough, but he's turned the ball over in what seems every game. Um, yep. You know, they've been running the football, and A.J. Brown has just been on a tear, and that's how they've been winning this game. But, you know, Dallas their Goddard defense has been— out of his mind yeah, and, this and game. And Dallas Goddard back, which has been—look, my tight ends this week— had a great great week. I just hope they can keep some consistency here. Goddard goes mm -hmm. eight for one seventeen touchdown. Kittle had three touchdowns. Like those are my tight ends in like all my leagues. So let's just keep it like that. Let's keep going for big games. But this defense is bend don't break. Cup had a lot of success going down the How, field. Dude, I, it felt I, like I he was, it felt like he didn't miss a beat. Look, I was I had him in DraftKings. I traded for him this week in a league. Um, I mm -hmm. traded for him and Jamar Chase this week in a league. Somehow I bought low <laughs> on both of them. Gave up the whole squad. Gave up Eckler on the bench. Uh, got both nice. of them very well rewarded and got a win in that week. So Cooper I knew Cup Cup's would so come good. back. I was very confident he'd come back without a hitch and, and just, you know, they rested him a lot. They, they took their time with this. He looked back to normal. Stafford fed on the ball, fed Nakua the ball, um, yep. had two touchdowns. You know, they didn't run the ball great, but still four yards to nope. carry. Like this was the definition of Ben don't break. Had a couple of fourth down conversions they didn't get. Um, and, you know, that, that will, you know, giving the Eagles the ball back, they take time off the clock. They run the ball. That's how they win games. So I thought that it was a close one. The Eagles played good, but not great. That's how they've just looked so far. They're 5-0, and but they could definitely be looking a lot better. But I well, would take the win with the Eagles there. And the worst was like when it was coming down at the end of the half, yeah. right? I mean, you had you, you kicked a field goal with 38 seconds to go, taking a 14-10 lead. You kick the ball off, and then you give up a 38-yard bomb to A.J. Brown. You do a horse-collar tackle for another 15 yards. Next thing you know, you're like one play, and you're down on the one-yard line with two seconds left, and they do the damn, you know, Philly brotherly shove shit, you know, and next you know, you're, you're losing at half. And that was the turning point in the game. Like, mm -hmm. the Rams were playing really well. They were playing And at 14-10 well. going into the, you know, the half, Right. And in the and in the third quarter, you know, they were getting the ball back to start the third yeah. quarter. Like it would have been a very different game and they mm -hmm. effed it up and it, uh, 
Well, again, I just it's very okay. frustrating. Don't day. be angry. You got you got a, a win to not go down to this week. We just kept it even um, with the Bengals over the Cardinals. Jamar Chase coming out party. I told Joe you Burrow Jamar Chase party. would get something this week with T Higgins out. I you know there's a reason I traded for him in that league and and bought low on him. I had to give up some players, but 15 for 192 and three touchdowns. I'll be very happy with that. Got me a little 50 <laughs> points there. Most points. <laughs> From a player this season. You know, it's funny. Fantasy. I said, you know, I was thinking about this last night or yesterday after this game. Like, did I say that let's look at this on, after week four about Jamar Chase and where he's at? Or did I say week five? Yeah. <laughs> Either that team talk's going to look really, really good or really, really bad. And, and again, Cowboys, look at this. 19 targets for Jamar Chase. 19. Even Tom Irwin. Trent got, Irwin. Trent and Irwin got 10 targets. They still yeah. ran the ball 25 times. Like, take some notes and run an offense that gets the star players your ball, the ball. But you know, you, know, you know what Cincinnati didn't do? Like what Dallas did? They didn't go three and out every freaking yeah, that play. Um, and yeah, the Cardinals, again, battled in this game, kept, you know, kept it close for the time being, and then fourth quarter. Burrow to Chase just went nuclear, um, and, yeah. and they closed out this game. But a huge win for the Bengals. To get back on track, they're now two and three. Um, you look at their upcoming schedule; they got Seattle next week before their bye, so a very big game um, there. To to two Cincinnati's not offenses. dead. The the RIP statues are. Uh, if they are, can go into the bye. Might be premature. Three, uh, they will be very happy after you know a lot of fans were were calling the season done. All yep. right, Jets Broncos the Hackett Bowl. J E T S Jets Jets Jets. What I say, huge game for the Jets and Zach Wilson. Did Zach Wilson have a great game? No, no he did not. He did not. But who did I say to buy low on? Brees Hall. ready for Jesus. The workload. Brees Hall was my you start of the week. Don't play Dalvin Cook. Just Do play not. Brees. Just play Brees. 177 yards and a touchdown. Had a huge ADR touchdown run. Three for 17 through the air. Uh, he also helped me to a fantasy win as well as a very good week in fantasy. I was lovely to see that. I was ruined bad football and our team's losing but um their defense played well held wilson under 200 yards passing they couldn't really get a good running game off too and if it wasn't for that stupid pick that zach wilson threw at the end of that game they should have just ran the clock out and won but mm -hmm. you know of course there's a zach wilson interception there um and their defense gets the score at the end to make this a 10 point win um, but again, if they can run this ball and Zach Wilson can manage this game, they can win. They can win games with this defense. And now, yes. if you look at they have Philly next week before their bye. That would be a game that would completely change the season around. Um, so expect a expect their defense to show out big for that game. Um, I just don't know. You know, Zach Wilson plays great against Mahomes, and then this one, you know, does enough to win but doesn't play great. Like, what are we going to see now? Are we going to see him take another step or? Is the Eagles gonna be too much? You know, for well, the I mean, the good news is is that he was really good at home and really bad on the road, and they play yeah. Philly at home. So yeah, so it'll be a that. that should be a very enticing game next week. I really, you know, I I picked up on Denver Jaleel um, McLaughlin. Yeah, McLaughlin, yeah, came through he's for definitely me. The, yeah, he's definitely the the starting back now with Javante out. Um, in yep. terms of fantasy purposes, you know, you have uh, P Ryan there. He's more of the third down receiving back. He doesn't get a lot of carries. You know, yeah. either of them are just like emergency running backs that you can play. Got um, me 18 but, points, though. Yeah, for... McLaughlin is definitely the guy that I'd start over Piran, you know, as yeah. long as Javante's out. They definitely, he's a, he's a speedster. So, yep. Definitely a, a serviceable option. And then we went to Chiefs Vikings. Good game. 
Um, the, but the Vikings come up short. The Vikings, they, they, you could put a fork in them. They come up short. And there were some questionable calls in this game. Um, Refs-wise, again, the, the NFL obviously cheating towards the Chiefs, which has just come <laughs> way too apparent. Um, I'm kind of joking about that, but I'm kind of not. It's becoming more and more apparent every week. And, Why? Taylor wasn't know, the, there. The, the the Swifty stuff and the you know them putting the Chiefs in their bio like it's just the, the the calls last week with the Jets the calls some pass interference calls this week like I don't know man it's it's becoming a little fishy um they they were at the in the red zone you know uh, uh their second to last drive Kirk Cousins throws a pick um they get another stop they get into the red zone with a couple seconds left they couldn't score like they had chance after chance Justin Jefferson gets hurt in this one which was a a big loss. He'll have a hamstring injury. Hamstring. You know, those aren't really something they'll play around with. So he actually could yeah. miss some time, which is just, again, put a fork in it. They can't run the ball. Um, Kirk Cousins played good, but it just wasn't good enough um, for Mahomes, too, who bounced back and had a much better game with 281 and, and two touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, they, they the turnover uh, by Oliver was, was a terrible fumble when Minnesota had something going and cooking. Yeah. Like, they just, they, they self- Impose their Impl own, yeah. They just imploded, yeah. Yes, and look right now, without George, without Jefferson at one and five, what what one, what, one and four? What what world do you think in this team has a chance? No, I mean they're done now. They needed a big done. win there. Done. They needed you know some health and they needed a reason to maybe you know buy something at the deadline or there. But now they're done now. I mean the Lions are gonna are cruising in that division and they're kind of sitting in the back seat of the. NFC there. I don't think this is a team that ends up with a top five pick, but somewhere in that five to ten range, you know, they'll win a couple yeah. more games this year. But yeah, the and if I told chances you, are, are slim to none. And and if I told you after week five that Pittsburgh would be winning the AFC North, which you have ever thought? It's just ridiculous because, you know, it, it just shows again, this just shows how much coaching matters, especially in a league like the NFL, and how good of a coach Mike Tomlin is. Yeah, and but Matt somehow, Canada is terrible offensive coordinator right, and somehow like, these like, he they still overcomes it. it. He's, they still yep. overcome it. They still figure it out. They play great defense. And look, there's a certain team that should take some some notes out of there. Yeah. And the NHL starts tomorrow. And basketball starts, what, next week or so? Or? Does start, start tomorrow. Yes, is we that, got Connor Bedard on the opening night oh playing. Yeah, he's play, they got a, a ESPN quadruple header on, on wow. Wednesday. And the, our Rangers open up against yep. Buffalo on Thursday. On, on Thursday, so hockey is back. We'll, you know, we'll we'll look to do a, maybe a little preview on that. Uh, preview coming up, coming you up know, soon. Maybe Stanley Cup. Pick. People are interested. NBA coming soon. Preseason just started. So it's crazy. We got some other sports coming too, and the Cowboys keep playing this bad. We might just turn it all over to you know the other sports stuff. There you go. I'm with you. Thanks for letting me rant, buddy. Yep. Thanks for letting me rant too. <laughs> All right, we'll be back on Friday. We will be back to preview week six, um, and hopefully we continue uh, to improve these picks and you know improve the cap. I'm just going to call Ryan. Just ask.